Welcome to the Cybersecurity and Cloud Podcast, the podcast where we learn from cybersecurity experts how to stay safe, private, and secure on the cloud and in code. CSCP is hosted by Francesco Cipollone, your cybersecurity friend with a passion for all things cyber and sharing stories of other professionals with you. This episode is sponsored by AppSec Phoenix, the next generation application security platform, enabling organizations to run application security programs in a smart way. Visit www.appsecphoenix.com to learn more. Do you want me to tell you about WOSEC? Yes, tell me everything about WOSEC. <laughs> We actually, I don't know, yeah, we, we just starting to get uh, a chapter running, uh, I think, either we or WOSEC here in London. I need to double okay. check which one of the two. Um, I know there's WIA, Andra and Lauren and Catherine are awesome. And yeah, I met actually Catherine the other day and I was trying to spam. I think they have the, the Christmas dinner on the 11th. They're an awesome group. I got to meet Andra in person. And she, she's only one of them I met in person so far, I believe. Um, and also Sharif, of course, also is very helpful yeah. there. He's amazing. Oh, God, I wish Sharif were on the call, but I don't see him. Because <laughs> he's been mentioned by both of us. Yes. Uh, I'm going I'm to spam him a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to poke him. But Tanya, tell, tell us everything. For people, for people that don't know, you two are talking about Sharif Mansour and yes. I was talking about Sharif Kusa. And both of them are yes. extremely Amazing. high quality Sharifs. <laughs> well said. Thank you for, for correcting. Gosh, last names. I adore both of them. Remember, of course, Sharif is awesome. Sharif oh, yeah, he's great. And he's so... Well, you need to know that he's amazing. Yeah, Mansoor, he's on the board for OWASP, and he leads the OWASP chapter in London, England, and he's he's amazing. I think it's Sam. Sam is the chapter leader right now. Oh, okay. I thought they both were. I, I think they're colleagues. Colleagues. Right, with, with Andra. It doesn't matter. And potentially some others. Cool. Uh, I think they both are. All yeah, right. and with Andra too. Yeah, you can have a bunch of chapter leaders. Like, I know that OWASP only gives benefits to three leaders, but OWASP in Ottawa, for instance, like, they just brought Nancy on as their fourth leader. Mm. I know, I know. It's, awesome. it's, it's such a perfect match. All, all of them are, yeah, I miss my, I miss my Ottawa OWASP peeps. Mm. Because um, I moved, I, I moved to another city because I don't like snow, and they have lots of snow, and I have no snow. <laughs> you're on the coastline, right? Well, you're on the other coast. Yeah, I'm on the west coast now. I moved five thousand kilometers away. It's pretty far. Yeah. Wow. The other coast. I'm just gonna only guy here enjoying. I'm also enjoying here. <laughs> Hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Tanya. Calling all the way from Africa, Ghana. Been following you for some time. <laughs> yeah, we have we have an international network. We have. Yes. Hopefully, we try to reach the whole world as you're doing. That's right. Awesome. That's so tell tell us more about about Wea and uh, and Wosek. No, Wosek, right? Wosek. Wosek. Uh, so um, Wea Women in AppSec is part of OWASP, and they mm-hmm. will. Zoe's the expert. So she could totally, she'll do a way better job of telling you about them than I would. Oh, um, WOSEC isn't part of a bigger org. 
and it's a lot more casual than most other organizations. Basically, I went to Israel and I met all these amazing women that are part of Cyber Ladies. We had dinner and it was amazing and it was super fun. And then, you know, like I made, like I'm still friends with those people. And um, they're, so in Israel, every adult, unless you have specific um, religious reasons, has to do military service. Mm -hmm. And the military is broken up into three parts. And one of the parts is cyber. I know that when we work in InfoSec, we don't usually say cyber, but anyway. And so, so almost one third of all adults no information security, which is amazing. And women as well. So they have tons and tons of highly technical, like extremely, extremely skilled women in information security. So they have these events and like 200 women show up and I'm just like, wow, this Whoa. is amazing. Yeah. Like, no, it's, it's off the charts. Awesome. And so they're like, yeah, like we have like this community. And so like, we just have tons of women and I'm like, oh, that's so cool. I would love to have that. And so I came back to Ottawa and my friend Donna, she's really cool. And I was like, I wish we could have that. And we brainstormed. And so we decided we would hold um, a brunch and bitch, which is like a stitch and bitch. Brunch and bitch. Food. <laughs> yeah. Cause we would just end up like venting and stuff. And so we made, we decided to make a meetup and we're like, okay, so we'll have a brunch once per month. And if you know, no one else shows up, then at least I just get to have, you know, brunch with my cool friend Donna. And I'm like, probably Nancy will come, right? <laughs> so the, the first three. 22 women showed up. Jeez. Yeah. And Ottawa is not that big. It's, it's not yeah. like London where you live or New York where Zoe lives. It's like very small, comparatively speaking. And then every month- People like, don't get out. Like a, a crap ton- <laughs> Of women showed up and Were more there women enough table, um, chairs at the table at brunch for that? Wow. Yeah, we had, so they started actually, the restaurant started giving us our own room because we're so loud and we're like giggling and laughing and squealing. Yeah, and it was, it was just great. And then I was like, oh, like, do you want to like have like a little workshop that's women only? And I'll give like, you know, the cloud security workshop. And then we did that. And we had like a CTF that Chloe ran recently. And so then this, so this woman from Vancouver named Duha, she's, she said, Hey, I see you tweeting about what you're doing and it's awesome. I want to do the thing that you're doing. And I was like, okay, cool. So then I helped her set up one. And then this woman from uh, Nairobi in Kenya wrote me, her name's Judy. And she's like, hey, that looks so cool. Can I do one too? I'm like, yeah. So I helped her set one up. And then these women from Montreal were like, hey, we want to do one. And I was like, cool. And Chloe from San Francisco, like she just blew the lid off everything. She's like, let's open them everywhere. <laughs> and I love Chloe. Yeah, and so now we're, we're, I think we're a year and a half old, and we have 30 chapters. Jeez, yeah, fast. And, yeah, and so we, um, so we do three things. So we brunch and bitch. We have like little women-only learning circles. And so a thing that I was doing in Ottawa, which it turns out scales really well everywhere, is when I would go to a meetup, like let's say, like the first time I went to the Python meetup, there's 80 men, and it's on private property, and they were drinking and mm. I thought to myself, like, this isn't safe. This mm. is, yeah. this is a really stupid Tanya. You shouldn't be Talk here. about security. 
Yeah, oh, it felt like sense. that physical security planning on my part, right? Yeah. So the first time I went to capture the flag that was not mine, like that I didn't run, what I did is I just went on LinkedIn and invited every woman I know. And so 11 of us showed up. And then it's funny, we made the news. They're like, what are all these women doing here? This is awesome. And I wore like, wore like really cute outfits and we did dances when we got flags. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we just decided like, we're like, we're that, different. That's actually, that's, actually, that's actually really amazing because it's, it's how we break down a male only thing that is really unsafe with, because yeah. male packs up together and yeah. we do like guy stuff. And yeah. It's like, how do we balance the gender? And if there are uh, women in the room, it's like, we behave. <laughs> yes. But I think yes. It's, it's really important because it's the way to make it a little bit safer. Yeah. So we started crashing meetups together. And I then we that. started crashing conferences. So we wrote RSA and told them how we crashed meetups. And we said, can we crash RSA and they gave a bunch of people free passes and they gave us a room and printed signs and then we crashed Microsoft build. We crashed all sorts of B sides. And so what we'll do is we'll have like, we crashed AppSec day in Melbourne and basically they give us a space that's for women only that's at the beginning of the conference or before like the night before. And then just all the women, like every woman in the city is invited, but also like, women that are attending the conference. And the idea is, is that we all meet each other and we have fun. And then you have someone that's like your buddy for the rest of the conference. So mm-hmm. you know, we're there. And um, WOSEC has a code of conduct. So when we crash an event, we have to follow our code of conduct as well as the event's code of conduct. So whoever is the leader, you can come to us and then we will try to help you solve your problem, like with the organizers of the event. So if a man is harassing someone if you don't feel comfortable going to the organizers of the conference you can come to me and then i will go to them with you so you you're not do you see that happening or do you see a lot of happening or less happening so so far i've only had it happen like in my city where like there was a meetup where some not awesome stuff happened. And so then we crashed the meetup as a group. And then that person was on very, very, very good behavior. And then I spoke to the meetup organizers about how they could make it more lady friendly and they were all ears. So then they asked if like over time I can kind of help them make it more female friendly. And I was like, yeah, that's awesome. And so that's good. And then um, a bunch of us went to like not not a, a meetup, but like we just all went in karaoke, like lots of the WOSEC women. And then, oh, that's uh, always fun. yeah. And then there was like a man sexually harassing some of the women. So oh. I was like, Hey, can I switch seats with you so that I can make his life hell? Because <laughs> he, he was like Love touching it. her. He was like, oh, way fine. yeah. So I ended up getting him thrown out of the bar because he is being inappropriate. And so if you're a WOSEC leader, like, you kind of have to take this protective stance. Like it's part of the deal. Like being a community leader means you have, like you're responsible for protecting Mm. the people in your community. And when I was at Microsoft, there's this amazing, amazing woman named Alison Krug. I love you, Alison. 
And she's amazing. And so her profession is like running communities and blossoming communities. And she sat me down and she's like, you're starring this thing called WOSEC and it is your responsibility to protect the members of your community. And if you're not doing that, then you are failing as a community leader. And so if So there's been things where people have acted inappropriately and then I've had to talk to them and we've had to remove two people from WOSEC because they were acting in a way that was against our code of conduct. But because we did that, we're so much stronger. Like those people Mm. who were being mistreated know, you know, how much value they have. And they're in a protected environment. You can't act like that. And so every leader in WOSEC, like if, even if you're not part of WOSEC, if you're at an event and you see a WOSEC leader and you're having trouble, ask her for help and she will help you. That That's is nice. But how do, you, how do you keep balance between all this amazing activity that you do and your professional life and your daily life? Because yeah. what I find is like my, my personal life is suffering so much. Oh, yes. <laughs> how do you keep yeah, a, you a healthy balance? Oh, my God. So that's part of why I left Microsoft and decided to start my own company and now be an independent consultant um, was because I found I'm really bad at saying no. And, um, and my, Microsoft is filled with like amazing humans who are like every person there is like a wild overachiever. Like all of them are like the cream of the crop, right? And this lump you. I know, and I'm really competitive. So I'm like, I have to be the best of the best. And so I push myself way too hard. To the limit. <laughs> yeah. And even even like when I, and it was like a lot my fault because um, <laughs> that's how I am, right? And so they were wonderful, but I'm not good at saying no. I'm not good at slowing down. So part of like leaving was that I'm like, okay, so like I can't be in a place that just enables that so much. <laughs> like they're like, people alienate you. Yeah, you want another plane ticket? No problem, Tanya. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so like initiative. Yeah. So if you're running a startup, like a startup is poor, so they don't have money to send you to everything. So then you're naturally limited. Uh, I've also started like making sure that I have like certain breaks in the day and other things where I found like I would overwhelm myself with Microsoft because there are so many teams and so many things internal to Microsoft that I would do. Interesting. Yeah. And I, I also started like saying no sometimes to community people. So that's part of why I started mentoring Monday was because I still wanted to help people, but I couldn't personally help every one of them. So instead I'm like, I'll pair you off with an, another member of the community and you can help each other. And so oh, you call me the podcast and you just yeah. share the knowledge and share this thing. That's why I started this one. I, I, I run the same struggle. I'm mentoring four people. I've reached my limited capacity because yes. like, I don't have a life. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. I also have a, a sweetheart in my life right now who is like a psychologist <laughs> or like, you know, doing the PhD for all those things. And so I get a lot of, sweetheart, it's 10 p.m. Do you really feel you should, you should still be working? And I'm like, um, well, and, and then like the look of, I'm like, oh, you're right. I'll just, I'll close my laptop now. Thank you. Good point. Thank you, sweetie. <laughs> Thank you. Understood. You should start saying post-it note of stop working after 10. <laughs> That's a passive aggressive declaration. <laughs> well, it's like, 
but sometimes the work that I'm doing doesn't feel like work. Like I'm like, Oh, I'm just like helping like this, this woman I know from like this place with that. And it's like, yeah, it's know, deep, but maybe it's you should line. help them tomorrow. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Good point. Good point. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, well, that's the kind of, that's the kind of doom of loving what you do is, is it never feels like work and you, you can always say, I'm going to do a little bit more and a little bit more. And it's 1am and it's like, ah. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. No, I've been there. This episode is brought to you by the generosity of AppSec Phoenix Limited. AppSec helps startups and enterprises solve complex software security problems by using smart data aggregation and complex machine learning software. Discover how AppSec Phoenix helps CISO and developers remove friction and maximize the use of DevSecOps professionals at www.appsecphoenix.com. AppSec Phoenix is the new and smart dev first way to manage your software vulnerability. Follow the tag, hashtag AppSecSmart. So going back to, I want to ask two key questions. That is, well, first of all, how do you see, you seeing that we're getting better at AppSec this year or we're getting more attention and or, or we're getting better or worse? Or do you see us blooming and flourishing or do you see upsec just being a fad or just a spark of let's focus on upsec and maybe tomorrow something else i think i have a very biased view because i do consulting and so a lot of the people that i talk to right now are people who take it seriously like people that are like, okay, so we have an AppSec program. This is where we are. We want to be more mature. What are our next steps to become even more mature? And like, can you draw out like a three-year plan for us? You know, like with realistic goals that we can reach so that we can be like A plus, like if we're like a C minus now, how can Mm. we, do you know what I mean? And like those people are clearly taking it very seriously. Yeah. So I don't usually get much consulting with places that are like dumpster fires because they're, they aren't calling. Does that make sense? Because they've decided yeah. it's not serious. Um, but I definitely, I get questions from people where they're like, we're doing nothing. Where do we start? Mm. I do think that it's getting more attention. I think it's getting more money. I was part of, you know, working at the startup. I had to research the market. So the market value of application security between now and 2023 is 10 billion dollars that's the estimated dropping value but that's a drop in the ocean of all the apps year (laughs) oh jesus yeah um and so that's to me like it seems huge to me like the asset management is only like 1.2 billion so that's a lot bigger and don't we need to know where our stuff is yeah but it's because application inventory like having an inventory is it's like a simpler task than but it's, it's step number one of everything. Pardon? Is is knowing your it's like step number one of, of any program of work. It's like yes. where are we or what stuff are we running? And, yeah, I, and what I are we protecting? Stumbling. Yeah, I'm people sure. stumbling on that. It's like we don't know what we have in our house. <laughs> yes. But like at <laughs> Because I have this very biased view, it's hard for me to be able to say Mm, if we're getting significantly better. However, IT is changing 
you know, like we have Kubernetes, we have containers, we have serverless, serverless. We have logic apps, we have like all of these cool new things that are coming that developers are running off and doing, whether we like it or not. And I'm seeing a lot well, of apps that change. They aren't changing. Like there's like a lot of AppSec teams are still trying to handle cross-site scripting. And meanwhile, mm. the developers are like, yeah, we're using Kubernetes. And the AppSec team's like, wait, what now? And it's like, oh, and we, we made like 50 microservices last week. By the way, and the, you know, that like there's no good. So, okay, so I know a bunch of vendors are going to get upset when I say this, but I have not seen an API dynamic scanning tool that doesn't suck. Like, they're like, no, but we're getting better. It's like, it's new stuff. It's stuff that popped yeah. up last year or two years ago because it's a problem that is growing and we still have few vendors on the space. And, and I think, I mean, I, I can't disclose too much, but the work where I operating, we don't have a lot of web app. I mean, I work in financial and I consult in financial on AppSec and we don't have a lot of new stuff and a lot of these vendors are focusing on, on new stuff. So a whole sector that is kind of relevant is, is left over. So we, we're running with a problem that is like, okay, how do you run a dust on a mainframe <laughs> against a mainframe? Yes. Yes, there's still a lot of mainframes, definitely. Uh, yeah. And I know a lot of, I, oh, oh my gosh, we could have a whole conversation about that. So I'm going to try really hard to zip it. Because I <laughs> That's the problem. Want... It's like, this is going to go over and over and over. We, yeah. We're never going to stop. Yeah. That in itself, huge topic. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to try oh, not right. to, I, just put the lid back when I can. Mainframe. I think though that like, one thing that I wish would change is that um, some of the com like community events, like especially OWASP as an organization, would be less hostile towards vendors. Yeah. I feel like, so like when I was a vendor for like as part of Security Sidekick, like the community was just wonderful and open with me because, you know, we're two people and we're a startup and all of that. But I find that they're really, really hostile with vendors. And like it vendors depends. are going to help us. It they depends. Are. So with the, CSA, with the CSA, I'm, I'm facing the same challenge and I'm trying to actually bring in and do like free training and like inviting Microsoft to do like the basic stuff that you need to do to secure your cloud. And next year we're going to do that on Google and on AWS and Microsoft as well. It's like a day full of training and serverless. It's like completely free as a community. And I, I'm not biased, but I'm going to say these are the vendor in the space. Yeah. You judge. Exactly. Yeah. I, like, I find like, it really frustrating and confusing how much hostility there is between OWASP and vendors. And, and quite frankly, like, as an AppSec professional, I would love to go see a one-hour talk that is not a, not a pitch, but, like, this is how XYZ product Works. works. This is what it does. This is what it looks like because I'm asked constantly to advise, should we buy this or that? And but like, that's if I, why, that's what we need to do that talk, inviting people. So we need to, we need to provide that frame and that mental space where we invite vendors and say, it shouldn't be a pitch, but it should be crafted in this way. So if you show that your product is awesome, everybody's going to buy it. Yeah. It's like you don't need to pitch. And we, we framed the CSA, the chapter, with some of this stuff, and we invited a vendor. 
that did, this is our amazing product. This is the, the problem that we solve, period. That was the pitch. It's like not bye, 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 but this is all the awesome stuff that we do. Yeah, I, I would love it too. Like a thing I would really love is half day or full day trainings on specific products that are free. Because mm-hmm. like, I want to know how to use this product. It, it, if I'm going to consider buying it, I'd love to be able to try it and play around with it. And like when I was working at Microsoft, I would do cloud security workshops and I would let everyone play with Azure. And yeah. I remember like some conferences... Wasp would wouldn't let me do it, but all the other conferences were like, yeah, and it would be like standing room only because people are like, yeah, my office is moving to Azure, and I want to I want to know and know how to use it, and I don't want to pay a small fortune for training, so I'll do Tanya's like three hour little workshop, and we'll play with it for free. Yes, yes, yeah, exactly. We were born. That's where we were born. It's like to address that specific thing. And you can't fight back a community ask. I think they're like, starting to change because I think yes. at AppSec Cali 2019, there was a training on AWS security specifically. I think Will Bengston. Um, but, yeah, but uh, Will is still is still Netflix, so is is uh, not vendor yeah. focused. We want more vendor. So we did but we did run a, as a far security. as training content. I think it's 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 more it's more. Um, they, they fear pitches, but again, it wouldn't, it shouldn't matter whether you work for the company or yes. whether you just use it as your company. OWASP members should be able to train on a platform that realistically yeah. people are going to be using. Yeah. And, and shout out to Will, shout out to Will, amazing work that he did on yeah. uh, I am. I love Will. Yeah. Thank you. I'm looking They're all, they're all going to be at Upside Cali anyway. <laughs> yeah. And just to be clear, I love OWASP. I do. We all love OWASP. Yeah. Actually, one thing that I was discussing in last call with Jim and, and Grant, it's like we need to do more advertisement of, of the, the project, the amazing project that we have, because I, I know that a lot of people know, hmm, I know top 10, but do you know about Zap? Do you know about what it does? Yeah. Do you know about uh, Juice Shop? Do you know about the maturity matrix? That's, I mean, there is tons of stuff that... I didn't know before I say, I have a problem. Let's see if there is OWASP and the problem name yeah. <laughs> and if somebody has tried to solve it. They do book a lot of talks at the um, global AppSec conferences. Like when I went to the one in Europe, not this year, but the year before and the year mm-hmm. before that, like I saw talks on Defect Dojo, the core rule set. Like, yeah. Some of the OWASP projects are just so ridiculously impressive. I'm like, I can't yes. believe it's free. Like, why is everyone not using this stuff? Like, ASBS or dependency well, check. We all like, essentially mentioned it within this talk that, you know, we're a bunch of really, really committed volunteers, and that includes project contribution. So getting yeah. the brightest minds with the right, you know, community-driven incentives and, you know, personality and attitude is how that happens. Mm-hmm. Yep. So congratulations to all of us. Just Yay! Yes. Oh, yes. About time for the cheers. <laughs> oh, to ourselves, especially before the new year. Happy yes. holidays, everybody. <laughs> so let me let me ask you another thing. What the heck is DevSecOps? <laughs> we ask okay. it with one minute to spare. That 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 is OS has a no bullying policy, and then that's just being a tease, Francesco. We can run over a little bit. We can run over and we can ask some questions. Well, at this point, we better. 
I believe that DevSecOps. You, like you do like drama, Francesco. <laughs> I love drama. I'm a drama queen. Who knows me? It knows that I'm a drama queen. I like to drop the thing. It's like go, explode, have a life of your own. <laughs> What's DevSecOps? Fight. <laughs> I mean, no, there is, there is a frame to it. It's like with a, the Mortal Kombat uh, song, theme song in the background. We, 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 I'm going to so much to it. It's like we had like probably four or five conversations about what the heck is DevSecOps, you know, this okay. call. I'm going to put the, uh, the, the screen team and the, and the soundtrack and then fight. <laughs> and everybody's opinions about DevSecOps. Um, over, nope. over Christmas, I'm definitely gonna do that. Fatality, <laughs> drama wins. <laughs> I'm so much doing it. Okay, uh, here's my answer. So I learned what DevSecOps was from my friend Imran Mohammed. He's he's like Tanya. DevSecOps is the same thing that you and I have always done. It's AppSec, but just at a place that's doing DevOps. It's what we do as AppSec professionals when we work in a DevOps environment. That's all. Don't make it more complex than it needs to be. And yeah. I was just like, it's like the big light bulb went off and I was sold. And it's like doing things right and that's it. Yeah. <clears throat> and a lot of software developers will say to me, you know, oh no, DevOps includes security. And my stance is, that the moment all of them always create secure apps, I promise I'll stop saying DevSecOps. But until then, I feel it's security needs some attention, unfortunately. Yeah. Like we need to be like a bit more like, look at me, look at me, because it's clearly not being addressed. It's so, not the focus. No, yeah. I, I, think, I think you're spot on. It's like doing things right, but at this point in time, I think the message of DevOps was misinterpreted. It's like not going fast means necessarily delivering good quality of code. So I said, I don't want to call it DevSecOps or DevBizSecOps or whatever form. I mean, my, my former right now is so long, but it's like DevSecBizGovRiskSecOps. It's like involve everybody. But aside from that, it's like, just do code at the speed and pace that allow you to do good quality code. And even if you break it, it's like even if you promote and your code, you have a fast way to actually fix it. As long as you build that routine checks, it's like you get. Yeah. You define the speed, but not just going crazy fast means that you, you, you DevOps. And that's the yes. argument I keep on having. Yes. Yeah, like so slow down and do a pace that actually makes you do good code and have that argument. It's like, I haven't met one single developer that want to do shitty code. It's like, they all want to have, I mean, they're all proud yes. and pride, but yes. they just push to actually do fast, fast, fast. And that's, I think that the more poisonous message of DevOps going fast for the sake of going fast. I think it's wrong. Yeah, I think some of that is management too. I, I feel for software developers because they get pressed from all sides. Like they're pressed from security, they're pressed from the project manager, they're pressed from their customers. Business. They're pressed, yeah. like, and they're just like, help, I just want to write code. <laughs> <laughs> so Yes, yeah. stop copy and paste code. It's like, yeah, but they don't want to. I just want to create good code and I want to I be in a framework. 
but maybe maybe it's, it's just an environment that try to push for transformation for the sake of transformation so i see the need of actually breaking big silos and big organizations say let's let's just do 10 10 release per day in an organization that maybe does one release every six months and it's like it's crazy we can't do it and then you realize that it's just a matter of creating an objective and a problem and it's like go and try to figure it out Yes. And security then come after and say, mm, you might have forgotten a big piece of things. And yeah. hence calls, pay attention yeah. to us. I yeah. got the firewall, I'm secure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got the WAF, it does also bing a bong when there is an error. <laughs> <laughs> yes, DevSecOps is not tooling. DevSecOps is a culture of, of promoting good code. But you need to be mindful also of your environment and what mitigating control. But I do have blockchain and AI, so the vendor <laughs> told me. No, don't start a new drama. Oh drama. Ah, oh my enough. God, I love that's, it. That's the word. <laughs> yes, oh my God. I'm gonna start doing the password <laughs> bingo on these calls. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I mean, there is have a like 10 minutes of passwords and then we got them out. <clears throat> <laughs> there is a famous next-gen antivirus, which I'm not going to mention, but, uh, you know, they have uh, crowds and falcons. And uh, I was able to bypass their sophisticated AI five times just by downloading five variants of the same piece of malware. We're not going to start a war, a vendor war. But they, they said, oh, you know, because you didn't buy the add-on to actually stop the malware, so we can just tell you after the fact that you've been infected. The vendors are not bad. The vendors just develop code and at the speed of the client's need. Let's put it that way. Let's keep it vendor neutral. Let's not bash the vendor. <laughs> of course, they, they all suck. That's, that's a known <laughs> thing. We need, it's like uh, the, the, the always argument that I have with everybody is the tool uh, that you buy are just as good as the, as the way you use. If you use a hammer to, as a screwdriver, of course it's going to be wrong. It's just going to be a screwdriver and it's as good as you use a screwdriver. If you screw in the wrong place, you screwed. <laughs> Sorry for the pun. Oh, God. That was not by accident because that was brilliant. <laughs> I actually just came up with it, so I'm gonna brand it. <laughs> that's that's write it down, jot it down, yeah. remember it, reuse it. <laughs> I will reuse it. No, but yeah. I think it's the tools yeah, are also apply the dry me- the dry method to that. Yeah, I think that's a fundamental thing about DevSecOps is just coming up with solution in a sensible way because no one solution will fit all and no one solution will fit organization. I love the I love the big consultancy then go and say, okay, this is DevSecOps for, for your organization. It just, yeah, but it doesn't fit me. You haven't actually spent time to understand how can I insert security with DevOps in my organization. It's like, it, it needs to be homegrown. We can advise, but it needs to be homegrown. Yeah. But, but then you would be lucky because when they try to understand what you need, they charge for it. <laughs> That's why it needs to be homegrown. That's why we... Myself, Tanya, probably we just work with the organization, understand the organization, and Zoe as well. We get embedded inside it and try to solve the problem from inside instead of just, you know, this is a framework, just fly with it and just impose it to all the developers. 
intensive efforts. It's amazing to um, see how DevSecOps is doing in our organizations, especially when you see people fighting against it, but you see the word sec itself, forcing itself to enter right in the middle. Look at the spelling of DevSecOps. It's right in the middle of everything that is happening, and it's forcing its way through, you see. Um, I'll I like, just I like, why I like it's that. Dev, dev obsec and not sec devs. <laughs> but I like it's right, that. right in the middle of everything, holding the two hands and putting <laughs> them together. I wish they could just understand that we are serving as a bridge for them. Just hold our hands and then we create something really meaningful. It's it's amazing. It's amazing the way it works. It's a transformation. It's a piece of transformation that's going to happen over time and we're going to get better and better at it. Well, the world changes on us. It's, it's inevitable. Change is inevitable as that. It's the two sure. things that are inevitable. All right. I'm conscious of time. I, yes. I, I could spend over and over and over. I just <laughs> I'll run over. <laughs> Can I ask Tanya to leave us with a very positive note on security? Yes. I think that our industry is going to grow really, really fast. I think that we have, we clearly have tons and tons of people who want to get into our industry because you can see the mentoring Monday thing every Monday, lots of people reaching out every yeah. single Monday. And if we can encourage them, I think that our industry will do so much better and we will have way more wins because we will have more people. And at, if we build each other up, which it looks like most of the people in our community want to do, like our industry is just going to move forward in this really great and powerful way. And yeah. I'm wicked excited for 2020. Yes. <laughs> Get more people into SEC. You're the example of, of a developer that converted and say, let's do SEC. It's cool. Yeah, exactly. And the more all of us invite people in, like make content, talk to people, all of those things are things that will bring us more awesome people, like attract people to our industry. Because we need to be attractive so that we yeah. can get the best I absolutely, I absolutely agree. It's like we need to make security simple, uh, demystify a lot of stuff, uh, stop with the buzzwords, stop bringing people in. It's simple, it's just doing things right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That. Thank you so much for coming on and helping on the podcast. and. You're amazing as always. Oh, you're amazing too. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you everyone that joined us. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. Having a great day. Thank you so much for being part of this podcast today. It really meant a lot for me having Tanya on the podcast. She's such a sweetheart. She's such a warm heart person. This was the ending of the series of application security. But in 2020, we're going to have more of this because the feedback that I've received for this podcast has been absolutely massive and people have enjoyed so please, please, please let me know more about what you want to see in the podcast. And I really hope that this was useful for you. Cheers. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcast and post on social media tagging Cybersecurity Cloud Podcast for a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Discover other episodes at www.cybersecuritypodcast.com. 